Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show to ease your expat overwhelm and be inspired by other newcomers' stories. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow expats and share their unique challenges, triumphs and revelations as they build their new lives here. It's great to have you. The COVID-19 global pandemic has brought unprecedented challenges to people around the world. The ways in which it has affected individuals and families are countless. But one way is leaving Canada's international newcomers isolated, unsupported and in a state of complete unknown. This episode's guest, Raquel Diaz, arrived in Toronto one month before the global pandemic announcement. When you move to a new country... You have your dreams, you have your fears, but there's so much that will happen beyond that. And you cannot even imagine. That's like the beauty and the scary thing of life, you know, is that you never really know what you're going to encounter. And it's all about having a good mindset, like you said, because who would have guessed this global pandemic would hit now? But you are responsible for the way you answer, for the way you react to this thing. So... In the end, if you have a good mindset and you try to work around it, like I said before, have your picnic in the rain. I mean, things can work out, you know, most of the times, I hope, I think. I like to believe, let's say it like that. (laughs) With Raquel's embassy telling her to flee back to Portugal before borders shut, she decided to stay and has since found a job and settled here against all odds. We discuss how the pandemic has been both her biggest struggle and biggest win, and she offers us a refreshing, much-needed, optimistic outlook for the days ahead. Let's start the show. Raquel is here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so good. Yeah, I feel like this week is one of those weeks that feels like 10 days long. Oh, definitely. (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. never ending. (laughs) Thank you so much for reaching out on one of our Facebook calls for interviewees. I'm so happy to meet you and learn about your story. So you arrived in Canada in February this year. So Mm -hmm. the infamous 2020. So I can only imagine what a whirlwind it has been. (laughs) best moment ever I couldn't have picked any better (laughs) so yeah it was I was not expecting it because I remember that I was home in Portugal in January and I was watching the news with my parents and they were talking about this weird virus in Asia and China and we were watching it and I'm saying well I'm sure it's nothing to worry about you know they always bring up these viruses and then they vanish you know it's just media stuff you know I didn't care little did I know that a month later my life would completely change thanks to it you know wow yeah how long (laughs) had you been planning to come to Canada you'd obviously booked your flights months before oh man I I was planning for a year you know because applying for the visa doing all the paperwork and then I had to leave my job my house in Barcelona because we were living in Barcelona so It was a lot of work. I have to bring all my things to Portugal and Italy. And then we book our flights. So it was a big move, you know. We completely changed our life. 
we were about to completely change our lives. And then uh, we had like one month of normal life here until everything went south, <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it just shows you just never know what's going to happen, I guess. And um, are you thinking you're still happy that you didn't cancel it? You're you're still grateful that you, you went through and you came here? or? Yeah, absolutely. I wished I would have come maybe a bit earlier, you know, a couple of months before, so I could maybe adapt a little bit. Because yeah. what happened is that it was all so fast. Uh, we were trying to find a job, so we were applying, having interviews, and just like that, people start canceling everything. Oh, no. uh, the city shut down completely. Uh, so, yeah, we were completely, what do we do now, you know? And the first thought was, obviously, let's go back home. I remember that I emailed uh, the Portuguese embassy, and I was like, so I'm in this situation, what do you advise me to do? And they say, just go back to Portugal as soon as you can while there's oh, wow. flights available. <laughs> and it get I got so anxious. I'm, I'm an anxious person, you know. So all of this on top of my normal self, of my anxious normal self, it was a lot. Uh, but we decided to stay. We were like, well, we're here, so... Maybe in a few months this would all be gone. You know what we thought back in February. Oh, this would mm. just be a couple of months and then life would go back to normal. Then again, nope. <laughs> I know. I feel like there was always, like at the beginning, you just always thought that, oh, well, it's just going to be, you know, this amount of time and then, you know, it's going to yeah, be this exactly. amount of time and then it just kept going on and on and now we're, you know, this, these many months by, so... Yeah, that's that's so amazing though. Like, because that's quite a scary thing for the embassy to say to you, like, get out of here. Like, right? Let's go. Yeah, they were like, you should go uh, now because there are still flights going. Then they will close the borders, and you won't be able to leave. Oh and goodness. you know, it's like, what should I do? What should I do? And then we were just like, okay, you know what? We came here. Let's give it a try. Let's see what happens. Worst case scenario, we'll go back in summer or something like that wow, so brave yeah yeah it, it, I don't know if it's brave or if it was just foolish but <laughs> that was our decision and, and I'm glad we stick to it yeah I'm glad oh good yeah no I think it is brave for sure and it was just such an unknown and you've only just got here you had a mm -hmm. month to really get your feet and then yeah that's crazy so yeah we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that but yeah but first let's chat about Portugal first as we always mm -hmm. do with this podcast so yeah tell us about where in Portugal you were born, where you grew up. Okay, so I'm from the south, the region of Algarve, uh, from a little town called Portimão. It's a very nice city. It's one of those cities that are really entertaining during summertime because there's a lot going on, parties, beach, nice restaurants. And then in winter, everything shuts down and it's like <laughs> zombie land. You know, you don't see anything. Nothing happens. Everything is closed. Um, so, yeah, I liked it, but I always thought that it was a bit boring for me. I wanted more. So that's how I started feeling a bit restless about it. And then I moved to Lisbon, the capital. I lived there for two years. And then again, I was not happy about it either. So then I moved to Spain. Um, wow. So, yeah, I have kind of a love-hate relationship with Portugal, to be very honest. You know, there's many things I love about it. But for some weird reason, maybe it's just the way I am, I never felt completely at home in there. So I, honestly, I never felt, I don't feel 
at home anywhere. You know, it always happens to me. After a while, I get tired, I get restless. And yeah, that's a really cool way to be, I guess. You're like a global citizen, right? Like you start getting the itch to, to try and experience a new place and a new culture. And yeah, yeah I think that it's nice when you're in your 20s, no? <laughs> it's starting to be a bit scary, you know? And I'm like, okay, maybe I should settle down somewhere. You know, and my parents are always asking me, what about your retirement? And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> are we thinking about that already? Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to find a place to stay in for a bit longer. And who knows if it's Canada? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, the world is still, well, not right now, but the world is open eventually, I'm hoping. So. Yeah, eventually. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. So how long were you in Portimao for before you left? Uh, I was there until I was uh, 18. I lived there until 18. And then at 18, I moved to Lisbon. Oh my God. So I plugged in Portimao into Google Images and I strongly advise anyone listening to do the same because the photos do look like paradise. Like it's turquoise ocean. Yeah, it's very beautiful. The beaches are amazing there. And the oh weather is really good all year yeah, long. Yeah, and the sandstone cliffs and caves and like the boats in the harbour. Just, oh, wow. It's very nice. I was just um, on WhatsApp with my mom this morning and I was sending her pictures of the park with snow and she was sending me pictures of the beach and people like there just sunbathing, you know. She was like, why would you live there? I mean, this is such a nice weather here, you know. <laughs> yeah, you crazy person. It was like minus 11 today. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. And I don't think we really get that in England where it's like two different temperatures. So I'm always like, yeah, it's minus 11, but with the wind chill, it's like minus 40. Exactly. I didn't, I was not familiar with that concept until I came here. I was like, what is this wind chill thing? <laughs> yeah. And then I found out. <laughs> I know. And when I first got to Canada and I was um, working in downtown Toronto and then I would get off the subway and you, I haven't really worked and commuted in the city since then, but I just remember those first winters where the wind kind of goes around the skyscrapers mm. like, and it, I feel like the buildings make the wind channel like quicker and colder and like hit you in the face. Oh my goodness. It's terrible. <laughs> so good nobody's nobody well that's not true like I'm lucky I'm not commuting right now yeah. <laughs> in that sense oh, yeah. <laughs> so what did you do on a typical weekend up until you're 18 in, in Portimao I guess it's just beaches and boats and water sports basically or? yeah there's not that much going on to be honest uh, it's uh -huh. a little town so we don't have a bubbly cultural life like you would have in a big city you know uh, and in, during winter, everything closes, like I told you, like restaurants, bars, so it's a bit limited. Uh, it's still very beautiful if you enjoy going to the beach, hiking, all that, which is something that I'm starting to appreciate now. But when I was 18, I was like, I want a city life. I want a big city feel, you know? Yeah, I guess that's a, it's a holiday destination, so it shuts down in the winter. So exactly. I'm guessing you had to have a lot of patience with tourists everywhere and yeah. probably a lot of obnoxious, pale British people, if I'm honest. That's probably what you had to deal with. Uh, to be honest, we have a lot of British people there. Like, a lot. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, but there are some point that sometimes in like August you walk around my city and you hear more English than Portuguese 
I'm not even joking. Even the people working in the bars, they're all English people. So, yeah. <laughs> love a good beach holiday. <laughs> so what do you miss most about Portugal? Uh, well, I really miss the food, <laughs> obviously. Uh, of course, I can get that type of food here because in Toronto you found food from anywhere in the world. Um, but yeah, I miss the seafood, the fish, the really fresh one, you know. That is something very specific from my region also, and I miss that a lot. And uh, surprisingly, I also miss the quietness, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's suck up on you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because when I was younger, I mistook it for boredom. You know, I was like, this is just yeah. so boring, so quiet, nothing happens. And now sometimes I miss that, you know, because it means that you have a good quality of life. You know, yeah. that everything is calm, serene, relaxing. Yeah. So, oh, how was it uh, in comparison to Spain? Is it quite a similar, you know, atmosphere and culture? I guess you went to the city, oh, right? Man, so. No, no, it's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that Spain. Well, Spain is very different depending on the region you're in, right? Uh, but in general, I think Spanish people are more outgoing. It's more bubbly. It's more fun in general. You know. Portuguese people, we have a different spirit. Uh, we're probably a bit more quiet in general. So, yeah, I think I really loved living my 20s in Spain. It was lots of fun. Uh, but now, but that's part of the reason why I decided to, left, uh, to, to leave Spain. I thought that I was um, heading in a different direction. I wanted something different. They go to the next chapter in life. So... That's how I came here. <laughs> wow. So how did you choose Canada then? So you went from Portugal to Spain. So you're obviously testing out the waters and doing a little jump to, to a different country. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of make the huge leap across the world to, to Canada. What happened there? Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, it all started because we felt, me and my boyfriend, that uh, we wanted to try to live somewhere else. Spain was was nice, was a good experience, but we were a bit done with it, at least for the moment. So we started wondering, where can we go then? And um, we started thinking about Canada. We always liked the idea of coming here. We hear, we've always heard good things about this, the country, the culture, the people, and the opportunities, of course. So we thought, why not? And we decided that 2020 would be the year. And that was where we got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> huge <Obviously>. mistake. <laughs> well, not huge mistake, but no. uh, not the best time. That's for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So your boyfriend, he's Italian, right? So wh what language do you speak together? We speak in Spanish because we met in Barcelona. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's a weird thing because everywhere we go, people always say, oh, nice Spanish couple and we have to explain actually none of us is Spanish <laughs> so yeah it's a bit of a weird thing but yeah <laughs> that always just blows my mind to be in a relationship with somebody and but the language that you share together isn't either of your native languages that just mm -hmm. it's amazing to me wow it's weird because sometimes I want to express express an idea or use an expression that is Portuguese he wants to do the same in Italian and we kind of have to battle it with Spanish in the middle you know but both of us are learning each other's language so I'm learning Italian he's learning Portuguese wow, so cool. maybe in the future we'll shift to another language <laughs> who knows 
<laughs> Amazing. What about English? Are you do you speak English together at all? Or he's uh... now that we're living here, we mixed everything. It's a mess. If you hear us speaking, you'll be like, "What is wrong with that?" With, the, with those two, you know? We mixed everything. We use English expression, Spanish, sometimes Portuguese, sometimes Italian. It's just a mess. Oh, that's <laughs> but, so well, cool, we make our, so cool. we, we understand each other. So that's the, the only thing that matters in the end. <laughs> yeah. So you moved to Toronto straight into 20 degrees, well, minus 20 degrees in mm -hmm. February. <laughs> so what were your first impressions? I guess that was a bit of a shock. That was a huge shock because... In Portugal, last winter was so hot, especially in the south. So I remember like one day or two before coming to Canada, we were having a goodbye party with my family. We did a barbecue outdoors and it was like 20 degrees or probably even more. Oh, wow. Uh, we were wearing T-shirts, you know, like cooking and sunlight, <laughs> beautiful weather. And 24 hours after that, I'm here and it's snowing wind chill minus 20 and it was crazy i remember walking here in bloordale because our first airbnb was in this area and i was looking around and thinking what on earth am i doing what have i done with my life <laughs> minus 20 well from 20 to minus 20 i cannot even that's 40 degrees that's crazy that was crazy i thought i'm gonna get ill i'm gonna get like it's gonna be awful and gl gladly i did not but uh yeah, it was uh, hard to adapt to that. <laughs> did you have all of your like winter gear ready to go or did you land in like your Portuguese little sandals and <laughs> t-shirts? No, I oh my God, you should see me on the plane. I had like 20 shirts, sweaters and like two pairs of pants. I was ready for it. You, you knew know? what you were getting into. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe too much. <laughs> so would I be right to say that your biggest win is is probably the same as your biggest struggle, right? COVID-19. <laughs> so <Yes>. struggling and <laughs> overcoming the consequences of, of the pandemic. Yes, definitely. Because we had a completely different idea of what our life would be like here. We wanted to travel. We wanted to even go to New York, Mexico to visit some friends. We had a whole different plan for this year. Uh, so everything changed, but, you know, that's life. Things change. Life is unpredictable. Uh, it's like that sentence that I wrote to you from the Outcast song. Uh, you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. So that's <laughs> yes. exactly what happened. So we came here. We thought we were going to have a nice picnic. And, well, we did have a nice picnic in the rain, but it's still nice, you know, we're still enjoying yeah. it, making the most of it. And uh, yeah, so it's a big win for me because honestly, knowing myself and knowing how anxious I generally am, I thought I would run back home, <laughs> mm, but uh, I managed to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> so it was nice in the end. Things turned out okay. Yeah. And I guess you had that initial month before everything kind of went cray cray like you you had a month of of meeting new people and and experiencing a little bit so at least you had that because um yeah I'm sure some people came in in the full kind of whack of it and had to do the quarantine and then they've not really had any chance yeah. so yeah yeah I I see a lot of people on Facebook saying like they didn't have the opportunity to make any friends and they feel a bit lonely because they just got here during the pandemic so in that sense I was very lucky because we met a few people before uh, things went south and uh, really nice people now we have good friends thanks to it 
which we cannot hang out with currently, but well, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we can have virtual parties or something. Uh, yeah. Aww. And you found a job too in a Canadian company. Exactly. So that's also a big win for me because um, I was ready to work in any type of job when I came here. Actually, my I, I didn't have big hopes on that sense. I was like, I can work whatever, I don't care, I just want to make some money so I can travel. That was basically the plan. Uh, and then when things started to get a bit uh, crazy and things started shutting down, I was applying to all sorts of jobs. And this company, they wrote me back, we did the interviews, and I couldn't believe it, you know. I managed to have a job in my area during a pandemic in a foreign country. This is crazy. <laughs> so it's a big win for me. I'm really proud of myself for that. Yeah. How did you find that job? Do you have any tips for anybody that might be struggling? I think that the first tip I would give is to really work on your resume to adapt it to the Canadian standards, you know, because I had a very different curriculum when I got here. I even had my picture on it. You know, I had no idea that this is something Canadians don't do. <laughs> so I had to redo everything. Uh, and then I was just sending a lot of... Uh, I was uh, answering a lot of job offers. But I think that at the end, you need to focus on what you really like and make an effort in that application. Because in the beginning, I was just sending, sending, sending applications. I didn't even read the full description of the job because I was a bit desperate, as you can imagine, given the whole circumstances. But with time, I thought, okay, maybe I should focus a little bit and work harder and make a nice presentation letter so I think making that, doing that extra mile, it's something that I would recommend, you know, going that extra mile. And I found this job on, what was it? Indeed. Yeah, I think it was on Indeed. So I know it's tough. It's not the best moment to find a new job in a new country during these crazy times, but it is possible for anyone who's listening and struggling. <laughs> it is possible. <laughs> you just have to like hold on in there and keep trying. You know, I tried for like five months until I got my job. And I had to go through all the disappointment of seeing all my interviews being cancelled because people were like, yeah. oh, in this current circumstances, we don't know what's going to happen, so we're not hiring anymore. Uh, so it was a bummer, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. And what does your boyfriend do? So he's, uh, so he's a sound engineer, oh, okay. software sound engineer. So yeah, we're both working now from home, given the circumstances, of course. And it's nice, you know, I enjoy working from home a lot. I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying me that. Too. So I could, I could stay like this. It's fine for me. <laughs> I agree. I think so too. Although there is a little part of me that misses the, you know, you get into the office and you have the coffee chat in the morning. So I feel like I would want to work from home for, you know, four days a week and then maybe ah, like yeah. one day mm -hmm. I can go that and just see sense. people. I thought about that too, especially when you're new in the country. That's how you make friends and how you meet people is going to work or to school. And now you cannot do that. So that's the part that I also struggle a bit because I'm working with people. Some of them, I never saw them in person, you know, so it's a mm. bit weird. But I mean, we adapt. That's that's my conclusion for, for the whole thing is that we are human beings. We are capable of adapting to almost everything. So um, this is just another challenge in that sense. 
Yeah, there's a really, you can plan on plan everything you know oh what if I don't find a job what if I hate Canada what if I don't make, make any friends you can have all these contingency plans but at the end of the day someone's just going to throw a global pandemic at you and yeah, you just you, never you know do not count, you are not expecting that one for sure <laughs> I had all the worst case scenarios in my mind and global pandemic was not in there <laughs> I think it was no. nobody was expecting it so you know, and in the end, this is something I must say, I think I've been very lucky and very privileged with everything, you know. Uh, it's been it's, it's been hard, not going to deny it, but uh, I've been very lucky at the end of the day, you know. So I managed yeah. to find a good job, uh, meet wonderful people, explore this nice city. Um, I didn't manage to travel as much as I wanted to, but I did explore a bit of Ontario. We went to yeah. the falls and... And you have each other, which is good too. Exactly. If you come by yourself, it would be a different story. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. So we can always rely on each other. And uh, Canada is here. If it's not happening this year, it will happen next year or in whenever it's possible. Things are not going to disappear. This pandemic will be over someday, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it will because these things don't last forever. So. The things we didn't manage to do this year, we'll do another year. You know, it, it's fine. You, you have to, you know, some. It's like that sentence: when life gives you lemons, <laughs> you make I don't know a lemon pie. You take some tequila shots. You know, that's kind of oh what my God, we're I love doing that. now. You didn't even say lemonade. You're thinking pie. You're thinking tequila. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah, lemonade is boring. Come on, we can do better than that. <laughs> we can do better than lemonade with lemons. That's amazing. <laughs> That's my favorite quote of this interview. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. So what does your family think about it then with you being so far away from home during a pandemic? Have they found that challenging? Do you keep into contact with them? I think that in the beginning they were like, come home. What are you doing? You know, you don't even have a job. Like, what the hell? And I was like, no, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And I, almost a year has gone by and we kind of all adapted to it once again. It's all about getting used to the circumstances. So, uh, of course, they worry a lot. I worry about them as well. Uh, but we keep in touch almost daily and I know they're fine. Uh, and in my hometown, luckily, there's not many cases of COVID. So the thing is under control, more or less. And um here has been better than in Barcelona in general, you know, like the, when the whole thing started, we were always saying like, maybe we're better off in Canada than in Spain because the numbers here are, are not so bad. So, well, you know, and then the, during the year, many things had happened. So now they have everything open. Now we are in lockdown, but then things switch back again. So it's crazy. You cannot make plans. You cannot <laughs> exactly. You don't know what's going to happen next. It's uh, it's a mess. But well, even to that, we got used to it. So you know, you cannot take anything for granted. And today you can go to the shop. Tomorrow maybe you won't be able to. And that's just the way it is now. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that um, mindset. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking about um, the whole unpredictable element and and. COVID-19 and like pandemic aside I was thinking back to when I first got to Canada and I was thinking what things happened that I didn't expect or plan for and it made me it was such an interesting thought for me to look back and think hmm and um yeah like what you said you know you can plan for the things that you can predict might happen but yeah a few things that I was surprised by so 
I never thought that I would get homesick or have culture shock. So those two things definitely um, were a surprise for me because I'd lived abroad and away from my family a bunch of times. And I thought that Canada and English cultures were very similar. But yeah, the homesick and culture shock was were really unpredictable. Yeah, uh, it was really a shock. <laughs> Um, and then probably the biggest thing for me was my career because I had not even thought about this, that I was moving to Canada where I was so far outside of a big city and I was in event management and I was always based in these like big venues and they are always in major cities and, you know, big built up towns and the commute was just impossible. I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to have done that. So yeah, it kind of threw a massive spanner in the works where I was like, what am I going to do now? I never thought that moving here would mean I had to like change my entire career. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never really expect anything. When you move to a new country, you have your dreams, you have your fears, but there's so much that will happen yeah. beyond that, you know, beyond that. And you cannot even imagine. That's like the beauty and the scary thing of life, you know, is that you never really know what you're going to encounter. And it's all about having a good mindset, like you said, because we can sometimes we're not responsible for the things that happen to us. I mean, who would have guessed this global pandemic would hit now? But you are responsible for the way you answer, for the way you react to these things. So in the end, if you have a good mindset and you try to work around it, like I said before, have your picnic in the rain. I mean, <laughs> things can work out, you know. Most of the times, I hope, I think. I like to believe, let's say it like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What other advice could we share for people that are struggling? I guess like be making friends. I don't know how you would even make friends now if you were just I think brand that you here. can make friends online. It's not ideal, I know, but uh, at least to start somewhere. Like I have a friend, she's in alone, uh, uh, joining a lot of online online. Um, events and master classes and stuff like that so she's meeting a lot of people from the city in, in those uh, events so that's something you can do on facebook instagram i don't know it's hard you know but you have to start somewhere and this will be over soon hopefully and then you can meet all those people in a bar and have a toast yeah. to life <laughs> hopefully <laughs> that's gonna be so funny because you're just used to seeing your colleagues on zoom and all these video calls and then you'll see them in real life and it'll be like oh my god you're like three-dimensional like what is going on <laughs> like you're not behind your like office chair or exactly. in front of your office chair you're like a real person i've yeah. been thinking about that like Next time I walk in a bar, how will I feel? You know, it's going to be weird because it's been almost a year that I haven't been inside a bar or a restaurant, for a matter of fact. So it will be weird. I Like, you know, I remember when I got here in February, we went to this bar, a communist daughter, really nice one, I recommend it. And we were having some beers and then we met some people and it was really nice, very spontaneous. And at some point we were all like, oh, do you want to try my beer? This is such a good beer. Oh, let me try yours. And we're just exchanging <laughs> yeah. glasses. I mean, everything's so natural, so spontaneous. And three weeks after, you cannot even hold your hand with a stranger or just like touch them. And you're going to the supermarket afraid of crossing with another human being, you know? And it was such a crazy thing. Mm, yeah, like the human social aspect of life is is has been 
changed so much. It's yeah. interesting to think about if it will ever go back or whether that hesitancy is always going to be there now. You know, like you just go to a party and just like double dip the carrot in the dip. Like <laughs> you just might think twice. You probably shouldn't have done that before anyway. But yeah, that that is true. Yeah, for the little ones listening at home, don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but but yeah, actually, I think about that a lot. How is it going to be like? Uh, Will we learn something out of this? Will we become like crazy about uh, germs and uh, germophobes, you know? Or will it be just as it used to be before? How is it going to look like life and social interactions after this experience? I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious to see that. (laughs) Yeah. And obviously where, you know, the more curious people because you know we've moved to a new country and we want to meet new people and so yeah it's going to be interesting to to see that whole dynamic of you know you're moving abroad now and there's that whole fear of well what if something happens and there's no flights and it's just been such an unprecedented thing that happened so I don't think it will change much with the travelers and the adventurers I think we're always going to be wanting to go out yeah i think so i think we can't wait for things to change we're like ah please open the borders let us travel as soon as it's safe i went back to england just in time so i went back to england in september um because i figured that if i left it any later into the winter season it would just get worse and i wouldn't be able to get back and i hadn't already seen my family for over a year so that's the longest i've ever gone so i was like no i'm gonna go now before it gets worse it's probably not the most sensible thing to do but i got my face shield and my filtered mask and everything (laughs) um it was so weird like going to toronto airport Mm -hmm. it was just absolutely empty and how was the flight um there was probably like 30 of us in a plane of like 100 and whatever seats. So. Yeah, you see, it's insane, I man. <laughs> yeah, I had like two, like a whole row to myself. Um, oh, that's good. And they, you know, the row behind me was empty. They spread us out really well. And um, yeah, they just take your temperature. And yeah, it was obviously 14-day quarantine when I got there and 14-day quarantine when, when I got, you got back. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge chunk of my life just for kind of a seven-day trip, but I, it I, it was good. I was so happy I did it. Well, at least you got to see your family, yeah. And, yeah. man, it was probably the best month to do it, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, and it all worked out fine. I was fine, everyone was fine, and, um, yeah, it's it, was, it just comes down to your mental health as well. I mean, I couldn't... I was feeling so low and I hadn't seen my family for so long and I just knew something inside me was telling me to to go now and I, I'm happy I did because, yeah, I just all went into lockdown again. And then today yeah. they just went into tier three, which is, you know, everything's closed again mm-hmm. when my parents are. It's so. true. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. It's going to be a tough Christmas this year. <laughs> oh, I know. What are your plans? Well, we'll probably, not not much, as you can imagine, we'll just stay home, cook some a fusion of portuguese italian food and (laughs) oh my goodness yes what is that tell me more (laughs) i have no idea we have to plan it out maybe some fish spaghetti spaghetti or lasagna something like that (laughs) yeah and uh, yeah maybe buy a good bottle of wine iced wine which is something that i really like about canada (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that could be an idea and yeah just watch some movies you know I, I made peace with the idea that this year is going to be weird and I'm going to be far away. But, you know, as long as everybody's ha- healthy, I think that's what matters. And 
with my parents, we already said we'll have Christmas when I'm back home, no matter what month it is. They'll be like, I'm going to keep the Christmas tree so we'll have our Christmas when you come oh, that's here. that's so sweet. I love that. Yeah, it's really nice. So, so yeah, I'm fine with it, you know. It's, it's the least. I mean, given all the things that happened this year, not having Christmas, I mean... Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's been a terrible year for, for millions of people. and um, Exactly. Of, yeah, the restrictions and the lockdown is, is nothing compared to yeah what some people are going through. So, Well, a lot of people are going through. Exactly. So I'm not going to complain that I'm not having a Christmas party or a New Year's party. I, I'm fine yeah. with it. I, the most important thing is that people are healthy and safe, you know. So as long as my family is safe, I'm safe, it's all good. Yeah, I guess that's a really nice peace of mind to know that your family are squirreled away in that tiny town in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, and they're being very careful. I talk with them and they're like very paranoid, like to a very oh. to extreme, you know. But but that gives me peace of mind. So I know they are doing well and they'll be fine, Good. you know. <laughs> so what do you, what's your typical Christmas Day meal in Portugal? Tell us what you usually eat. Oh, it's eat. fish, of course, codfish. <laughs> it's wow. usually I'm usually the one cooking, so each year I find a new recipe and I make the fish for the whole family. And then we have sweets, we have wine, porto wine, uh, more sweets, more sweets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it until the oldest one passes out. And <laughs> yeah. And we play some games. It's it's nice. It's uh, Wow, what kind of fish is it? Oh, codfish, uh, bacalhau. I I have no idea how to explain that to you. It's a very salty one. Codfish. I just know that from Peter Pan because Captain Hook would be like codfish, or someone would say codfish, right? In Peter Pan. I have no idea. I watched it in <laughs> Portuguese, so probably <laughs> they just said bacalhau. I feel like I codfish know. was like the insult in Peter Pan. Maybe I just made that up, but. Anyway, that's funny. <laughs> and sardines too, right? Oh, yeah. But now it's not the season. My hometown is known as the sardine capital. It's like a lot of sardines going on in there. So um, during summertime, everybody's making sardine barbecues. It's really nice. Oh, my nice. gosh, yes. Because I grew up in the south of France for a while. Um, my dad always, he would throw them on the barbecue in foil and herbs oh, and everything. It's amazing. Oh. It's just, so good. There's so many bones and it's really annoying to eat them because it's just so much work. But then the taste of it is so good. Exactly. You, you got to make an effort. But then, yeah. <laughs> then it's really good. Then you're thankful for it. Have you found anywhere in Toronto that has authentic Portuguese food yet? Or I guess you said you're a cook, so you can just make Yeah, it I usually cook myself. Yeah, I like to cook. Sometimes we go for the typical chicken piri piri (laughs) it's a cliche but yeah sometimes we we eat one of those it's like the sunday uh sunday food typical in portugal family gathers and go for it oh yeah you don't have to say piri piri to me you know as an english person nando's is huge in england oh Oh, yeah i never tried nando's so i couldn't tell you if it's the real deal or not (laughs) Uh, it's possible i i didn't want to say that but probably (laughs) it's like the english version of portuguese food like dumbed down like i would never even get piri piri i would get like the lemon and lime sauce like it wasn't even spicy it's just well the spice it's like depends if you like it or not it's not mandatory you know (laughs) it's not that common to have it with spice um but yeah it's a good easy meal so sometimes i go to have one of those uh and the little tarts the pastéis de nata 
Um, oh, they custard tarts? Yeah, exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. They're quite nice as well. So there are several bakeries here that sell them. So sometimes when I'm craving a little Portuguese sweet, <laughs> oh, yeah. I go and have one of those with a coffee. And and yeah, but I, I like to cook. So usually we cook our traditional foods at home if we find the ingredients. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, in the year like this, it's like food is what you have. I mean, there's a reason why we were all making banana bread back in February yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> Flour shortage. Exactly. So it's like food. This is the year we all learn to cook. <laughs> yeah. Well, have a good Christmas, whatever that means for you. It sounds like you've got a great plan, just you and your boyfriend. But um, yeah, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. We've kind of gone Thank all you, over Kate. and spoke about so many different things. This has been a really great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I'm really happy to be part of your podcast. It was a really nice experience. Yeah. Now I need to go to Portugal and taste real Piri Piri. Please, and... if you ever go, let me know. I'll tell you where to go, oh, what yes. to eat. I'll make you a guide, personalized Yay! guide. <laughs> so do you have any, um, where can people go if they want to, do you have an Instagram account? What do you do you, do you have any links you want to share for people to come find you? Or Yeah, of course. So I have my personal website, which I just made. So it's just uh, brand new. It doesn't have a lot yet. But if people want to go take a look, I write poetry. I take photography. I make photography. And um, I'm also trying to write some articles about creativity. Uh, so if you want to check that out, uh, feel free. And I also write a bit in the, on my Instagram, not as much because no, it's not the ideal platform. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can follow me on those uh, platforms. Yeah, we'll link everything in the show notes as well so people can find you. Do you have, I didn't know that you um, wrote poetry. Do you have one that you wanted to read out? Or oh, I'm putting you on the spot, you don't have to, but... Uh, yeah, I can do it, but it's in Portuguese. Oh, okay. Do you have a short one that you can share with us? Let me see what I have in my... Yeah, I think I do. Let me That'd see. Be cool. uh, yeah, I've been writing poetry since I've, since I'm a little girl. Wow. Okay, so I have this one. Uh, it's well, I'll then translate it to you or try to. Okay. okay. So it says: Há uma voz perdida na multidão. Uma voz que resgata a saudade e sussurra vem. Ou seria vai? So the translation could be something like: There's a voice completely lost. A voice that rescues homesickness and whispers come, or is it go? So basically, that's the translation. <laughs> Amazing. More or less. That's really beautiful. So yeah, the homesickness voice is telling you to, to come or go. Wow. Yeah. You're just kind of torn, almost. Yeah, that's what how we started the episode, that I told you that I have this love-hate relationship with my home and my country so sometimes it's like come home and sometimes it's like not yet (laughs) you know so it's kind of like that (laughs) wow (laughs) mixed feelings (laughs) well thank you so much that was amazing thank you you. (laughs) have a great night and uh yeah we'll have to finally meet when this all dies down and hopefully uh, yes and then i'll take you to have some portuguese pies (laughs) Yeah, I'll take you to Nando's. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm open to it. I'm, I'm open kidding. to That's it. That's horrendous. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Bye, Raquel. Thank you so much. Have a good Thank day. You. Thank you so, so much for listening. 
As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.